What is up, y'all? Welcome back to Talking Sports Down South. Uh, well, we missed last week and then this week again, which we didn't really miss this week. It's after this week. Uh, it's only two days after um, uh, the games. So, depending on what game, one day, two days. <clears throat> we'll catch up on the NFL first. Uh, go ahead and get it out the way now. I've seen it all over social media. Ever since the Tua Tagovailoa incident, they're going to be cracking down on the concussion protocols, which means they're also going to be cracking down on the severity of um, how hard you can hit the quarterback, which will draw out um, rough and passers. Uh, the most notable come in the Tampa Bay Atlanta game. Back in um, that week five, uh, Tampa got a uh, Atlanta got a sack, and they kind of slung Brady to the ground, but it wasn't vicious at all. Prior to or before, yeah, prior to the tug of Iloa stuff, um, I don't think they would have called that rough in the passer. Looked like a pretty clean tackle to me. But since the two attack of Aloha stuff, you might as well go ahead and get used to it now. There will be more roughing the passer calls in games than there were prior. Uh, so just go ahead, and, go ahead and get ready for it. It's going to happen. Uh, there's nothing we can do. Uh, people don't understand. Um, they're asking for everybody was in an uproar. Oh, Tua shouldn't have even been playing, shouldn't have been playing. Uh, they need to be stricter on the concussion protocol. <clears throat> well, now that they have went stricter, um, it's going to come with some consequences. You're not going to be able to sack the quarterback as hard. If at all. Well, I mean, you're still going to be able to sack the quarterback, but they're going to be way strict on it. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. You ask for stricter concussion protocols. There's going to be consequences to come with that. So you're going to have to deal with it. Do I think that they're being overly strict? A little. Uh, the hit, especially the Derek Carr tackle, uh, wasn't roughing the passer nor the Tom Brady sack. That wasn't roughing the passer. But, hey, who am I? I don't work for the NFL. Their choice, not mine. So, we'll try to dive in on some of the few games. Um, let's see. Let's, let's pick a good one. Oh, the Panthers in the 49ers game resulted in the firing of head coach Matt Rule. I wasn't ever really fond of the Matt Rule pickup. Just, well, one, I'm not a Panthers fan. And two, um, a lot of college coaches don't make it, actually. Me and my buddy was talking about it today. The only ones that ever really made it that has either been to the Super Bowl or has won a Super Bowl, Jimmy Johnson, Pete Carroll, and uh, Jim Harbaugh, which he went to the Super Bowl with the 49ers back in, I think, 2012. Against his brother, the Harbaugh Bowl is what you would consider that. Uh, those three are the most notable to me. 
success doesn't really follow in the NFL. Uh, what a college career. So Matt Rule is out in Carolina. Hopefully they try to go after Ty or Sean Payton. Might be able to get us the first round draft pick back in New Orleans. We go after Hendon Hooker. Oh, I'd love to have Hendon Hooker in New Orleans. All right, so let's see. Um, oh, uh, back on the 49ers-Panthers game, Jimmy G had one heck of a game. Yeah, this man went 253 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, and a 60% completion rate, 109 QBR. Um, I still don't buy in on Jimmy G, but that's just me. Uh, he's going to have some some good games, and he's going to have some not-so-good games. Um, let's, uh, Christian McCaffrey looks like crap, other than one touchdown, 54 yards uh, on 14 carries. No, not that great. Baker, 20 of 36, 215 yards, zero touchdowns and interception. Again, not that great. Uh, but the only thing notable about that game was the firing of head coach Matt Rule. Uh, one of the better games that week, uh, the Chiefs and the, Bri- and the uh, 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 Raiders, 30 to 29. Their car was going off. 241 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and he had 11 incomplete passes. And my boy Josh Jacobs, I needed him last week and Mark Andrews to come through for me on my fantasy league, and they did just that with 154 yards and a touchdown. Devontae Adams got in the game a little bit with 124 yards, two touchdowns on three receptions. Yeah, you heard that. Three receptions uh i mean he averaged 41.3 yards per catch so but on the other side old patty holmes did what patty holmes normally does uh 29 of 43 292 yards four touchdowns and zero interceptions and all four touchdowns came by way of travis kelsey that was actually a pretty good game. I mean, it come down to the wire. Um, let's see. Cooper Bush and the Cowboys to be the defending. Um, twenty-two. Matthew, something doesn't click. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but it's the ranks from last year. Um. I don't, I don't know. Here's 33 yards on 13 attempts. That ain't that great. Matthew Stafford had 308 yards, one touchdown, and an interception. This Matthew Stafford this season starting to look like Matthew Stafford of Lions. So, you know, I don't know what's going on. I do not see the Rams running it back. Uh Let's see. Uh, definitely not going to talk about the Colts and the Browns. I mean, the uh, Broncos. I am so 
tired of seeing Russell Wilson and the sorry Broncos on prime time. Every week it's either Thursday night or Monday night football. I think they've only had one time slot where it was not prime time. Uh, maybe two. But most of it has been in prime time. And just like last night, Broncos and the, and the char, uh, Chargers. I'm overseeing Russell Wilson and the great value Broncos on prime time. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, in London, uh, uh, second week uh, in London, Giants versus the Packers. The Giants gave the big the Packers a big old L. 27 to 22. Uh I think I'm finna drop Aaron Rodgers from my fantasy league because he has been a garbage this year. Uh Daniel Jones had 217 yards and he only had six incompleted passes. Um, not that great. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, the six incompleted passes aren't, isn't bad. I had no touchdowns, no interceptions, so that's even better. Old Saquon got him a touchdown. Uh, Gary Brightwell got him a touchdown. Daniel Bellinger got him a touchdown. But, yeah, uh, I think this will either be OAA Ron's last season in the NFL or he's going to end up on a different team. He does not stay in Green Bay this year or at the end of this year. Now, whether that means he retires or he goes to a different team, that is said, that is to be seen. Uh, the Packers have just looked like crap all year. Uh, let's see. If there's any more notable games? Oh, Saints and the Seahawks. The Saints finally got their second win of the season. Look out. And it come by way of one Mr. Taysom Hill rushing for 112 yards on nine carries with three touchdowns and a passing touchdown. Get you some that. But Geno Smith said, oh, hold on there, Mr. Hill. I can throw three touchdowns as well and 250. 68 yards with no interceptions. So it was a good game. Not going to lie. Even though Chris Olave did get an an injury, got a concussion, he was out this past week. Rumor is he's going to be available this Thursday for the Cardinals game on Amazon Prime Video. So, um, takeaways for the Saints is, same story, different Sunday. I mean, it's – I don't – the offensive line has its moments where they look great, but most of the time they look like trash. Um, defense is just absolute hot, hot garbage. We spent all that money bringing in Tyron Matthew, the the New Orleans boy, straight from the 504. And we thought we was getting a honey badger. Well, we got a possum. I mean, granted, he has got neighbor interception this year. 
And then we let go of C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Well, we didn't let him go. We traded him, and then we let uh, Marcus Williams walk. And we brought in Marcus May, and the whole defense has just been – the whole team in general has just been trash. From the coaching staff down to the players, uh, there's a lot of people that need to be held accountable, and I think it starts with the head coaching position. And I said this in my last podcast. There was no reason to bring in a head coach that had eight wins as a head coach. Nine. Okay, I'll give him nine. One of them being as an interim coach against the Bucks last year. There's absolutely no reason that that should have even happened. I don't know what was Mickey Loomis's thought process. I myself would would have either rather Eric Bieniemy or Doug Peterson, uh, who was somebody else we um, who was somebody else we interviewed. I think that was that's mainly it. But I was I was on the Eric Bieniemy and the uh, Doug Peterson train. But they went with Dennis Allen, who has a terrible track record as a head coach, and we are seeing why. Play calling is atrocious. From what I understand, he's still supposed to have a say in the defense. And if that's the case, I'm wondering who had a say in the defense last season and the seasons before that, because this defense versus that defense in the past are two totally different defenses. And we've even brought in better weapons, Tyre Matthew, Marcus May. You know, what what is going on? The Saints has got to figure something out. And they got to figure it out quick. Is Jameis Winston the answer? No, probably not. Now, unless he comes back this Thursday off this injury, if he even plays and he just balls out for the next and gets us on a good five, six-game win streak, then I'll say, hey, we'll give him a chance. Um, Andy Dalton's not the answer. Yeah, he can be a game manager. He's scared to take the big shots. One, I don't think he could take them. He's getting up there in age. And two, they're just – he, he's got better um, – sort of, uh, he, he can get up to the line and read the defense a lot easier and quicker than Jameis and change the protection so there's not – so the pocket's not collapsing. But when your offensive line's trash, your offensive line is going to collapse under any type of pressure. Um, I, I really wish – uh, I, I wish Dennis Allen wouldn't be the head coach next year. For I wish it would just be a one-year deal, but I wish Sean Payton would come back. But that's not going to happen. You can only wish. So hopefully he comes back, and or hopefully he comes out of retirement and the Saints can get a first-round draft pick for him. Uh, we can go out and get Hendon Hooker from the University of Tennessee, good old Rocky Top. Um, I think Hendon Hooker would do well in our uh on our team. I mean, you still got you know Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave, and I'm not even gonna mention Michael Thomas because every time you turn around, he is injured. So you just got Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave with Alvin Kamara, uh, Taysom Hill. I think that offense would be explosive. I think we would just be putting points on the board. You just got to hope the defense would hold them. You know, whatever it is. Um, so I would love to get Hendon Hooker down in New Orleans, but I just don't see it happening. Let's see. Let's, let's go ahead and move to week six. Um, 
Let's talk about it. Oh, <laughs> two weeks in a row, the New York boys put it on. OAA Ron and the Packers, the the New York Jets beat the Packers 27 to 10. And old AA Ron had one touchdown, 246 yards. And Zach Wilson only had 110 with zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. Um, they got their scores uh, off of uh, Braxton Bieri. I don't know how to say his name. And Bryce Hall, they both got a touchdown. Uh, let's see. Yeah. And then a bunch of field goals. But it doesn't matter, field goals or not. Uh, touchdown or a win's a win. Doesn't matter how it comes. If you kick nothing but field goals, that's all that matters. Again, like I just said, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are not looking great. You will not see Aaron Rodgers in a green and white jersey next year. Guaranteed. Unless somehow he ends up in New York. But what are the odds of that? Uh, Another good win. The Steelers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As a Saints fan, I absolutely love it. I love watching Tom Brady just lose. It just brings so much joy to my heart to watch any divisional opponent lose, like the Panthers lost to the Rams 24-10. But, unfortunately, the Falcons won 28-14 against the 49ers. Uh, Here's another game we can talk about, and this is my Super Bowl favorite right here, the Bills versus the Chiefs. I got a feeling Josh Allen and and the Bills are going to – Take it all this year. I feel like they're going to be the team to beat. I mean, Patty Holmes threw two picks in that game. So, I and Josh Allen threw zero with three touchdowns. I'm going to Bills with the Super Bowl. Remember to save this so you can come back and check it out later. Um, speaking of saving and checking out later, don't forget, we are also uh, – we have the email address opened up for you to send emails in. Ask any questions, comments, concerns. We will answer them, and we will probably put them on the podcast. So y'all send those in to Talking Sports Down South. That is T A L K I N Sports Down South at gmail.com. Uh, let's see. The Eagles remain undefeated, uh, beating Cooper Rush and the Cowboys twenty six to seventeen. And this is about to be that worst. I've seen Cooper Russ play since Dak went down with an injury, which from what I understand, he should be back this week. Hey, Cooper Rush has done his thing. He did what you're supposed to do as a backup quarterback, and that's come in and win. Um. The Giants got a win over the Ravens 24-20 and with Daniel Jones getting two touchdowns with zero interceptions while Lamar had one touchdown and one interception. Mark Andrews went off. He got me some points in fantasy. Um, I just I feel like these are fluke wins uh, for the Giants. But, hey, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um. 
Yeah, nothing, you know. And then Bailey Zappi. If you haven't heard the name yet, you'll find out soon enough who Bailey Zappi is, who in three games have accumulated almost 600 yards. Uh, one game he had 309. That was against the Browns. Then he had uh, 198 or 188 against the uh, the Lions, and then 99 against um, uh, the Packers. Uh, but he's only thrown one pick through three games with three touchdowns. No, four touchdowns. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going to say he's going to be the next Tom Brady, but you might want to look out for old Bailey Zappi. He might be a pretty good quarterback up there in New England. Uh, I'm not really going to focus in on the Saints too much. Again, Bengals beat us 30 to 26. Defense just gave up too much. Offense, again, looked like crap except for Alvin Kamara. I mean, he kind of went off a little bit. Um, I'll tell you who I was really uh, excited about, and that was uh, Rashid Shahid. Rash- yeah, Rashid Shahid, uh, that wide receiver, that rookie wide receiver we got. He uh, he had one attempt for 44 yards and a touchdown on rushing, and he had one he had one target with no catches on the on passing. But I'm curious to see what Rashid Shahid should do. Um, nothing too special. I'm not going to harp on the Saints too much more anymore uh, this week because. Until they get it together, there's not much to harp on. It's the same week. Or it's the same thing every week. Uh, <clears throat> that's pretty much the ones to really talk about. Um, other than that, it was another week in the NFL. We'll go into our predictions for this upcoming week, and then we'll move on to college football. And then we'll throw in a little baseball, too. All right, so we got the Saints versus the Cardinals in Arizona on Thursday night football. I am going to, well, depends on who the quarterback is. The Cardinals has got DeAndre Hopkins coming back. So it's got me a little nervous that our defense has been garbage. And Marshawn Lattimore will be out again. I'm I'm up in the air with I'm going strictly off of just because they're my favorite team, just because I'm up in the air. But I'm gonna pick the Saints, Falcons, Bengals. I'm going Bengals, Lions, Cowboys. I'm going Cowboys, uh, Colts, Titans. I'm going. Mm. I think I'm gonna go to Colts on that one. Packers, Commanders. I gotta go to Packers, but they'll end up letting me down. I guess Bucks. Panthers, I'm definitely going the Bucks. Giants, Jags, I'm going the Giants. Browns, Ravens, I'll go to Ravens. Jets, Browns, I'll go to the Jets. I mean, Jets, Broncos, I'll go to the Jets. Uh, Texans, Raiders, I'm going the Raiders because I hope Josh Jacob has a monster week because he will be in my starting lineup again for fantasy. He was out last week. Uh, Seahawks, Chargers. 
Then we'll roll with the Chargers on this one. Chiefs, Niners going to Chiefs, definitely. Dolphins, Steelers, well, I think two is coming back this week. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Uh, Bears, Patriots, I think I'll go with the Patriots. All right, let's get into some of that college football weeks. Six and seven. Oh, let's see. LSU lost to Tennessee. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Florida struggled against Missouri 24-17. One of the notable – I ain't going to say notable, but I called them overrated at the start of the season. Nobody believed me, but Mississippi State put a whooping on Arkansas 40-17. I've called that – I've called their bluff. A lot of people said I was crazy for calling the bluff, saying they're overrated, but it's starting to show this season. Uh, Georgia put a whooping on Auburn, 42-10. to 10. Oh, upset alert. South Carolina beat the University of Kentucky, number 22 Kentucky, 24-14. to 14. Oh, look out now. Um, let's see. See if there's some more upset alerts uh, from week six. Mm. Now, not seeing any. Nope, no more upset alerts. Uh, Alabama beat A&M with first first starting game, Jalen Milrow, 24-20, to 20, which they should have gotten that loss from a pass interference in the end zone. But we'll get to Alabama and turnovers soon. Um Alabama is not the Alabama that we're used to seeing, and I'm glad for it. Uh, currently, right now, Ole Miss is, le- is the number one team in the SEC West. So, yeah, there's that. Followed by Alabama, followed by LSU at number three. Go Tigers. Um, I don't even know where. To, I don't even know where to start with any of these teams. Um. So we'll just go to week seven, just because there was a few upsets in this week. Um, we'll start with the big one, number three. What was it? Number two at the time, Alabama loses to at the time number six. Maybe it was the other way around. Number three, Alabama, number two, something like that. But at the time, they were number six, Tennessee, and they came out on top 52 to 49. And I have seen nothing but Alabama fans blaming the refs. And it is oh so funny, but we'll get into that in a second. But we got to play a little something for the out for the. Tennessee fans out there since they got their big win over Alabama. 
get paid up to two days early. Come on. Come on. This is for all the Tennessee fans and Alabama haters out there. All right, that's enough of that. We ain't going to celebrate too much on it just because I'm not a Tennessee fan. Uh, but, yeah, it was funny to watch Alabama lose. And they have just been, oh, what? <clears throat> One of them that happened today was I got in a conversation with this guy on Facebook, and he was like, I just think it's unfair that all those boys for Alabama got uh, – uh, 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 they." They got rigged out of a game, bad calls by the refs. And I commented back. I said, what about the 15 years worth of calls that helped Alabama? I mean, they, they, don't, they don't call it the Alabama biasness for nothing. I mean, the referees have been on Alabama's side for multiple games, including national championships. <clears throat> you can go back to the Texas A&M game of this year. Uh, uh, pass interference on Alabama DPI in the end zone. A 15-yard penalty. They'd have been in the red zone. Uh, go back to the Tennessee game. I mean, the Texas game. Two blatant pass interference calls. One of them in the end zone. 15-yard penalty. Again, would have been on the cusp of the red zone this time. Uh, no call. I'm trying to figure out why you are complaining about the refs when the refs are always on your side, but the one time they're not. And the one time they actually call a pretty, I'm not going to say a fair game. They did miss a few calls and there were a few crappy calls, but overall that's officiating. It's like that in every game and everybody's, Oh, oh we're going to send a, a letter to the sec headquarters and whatever. Had that had went the other way around. Oh, they would have, Oh, quit, quit using excuses. The refs didn't help us. <clears throat> Y'all have gotten helps from the ref for the last 15 years. Now, all of a sudden, the ref's officiating is terrible because you're on the wrong side of it? Wrong. Y'all got beat by the better team. And if I had to say so, Alabama's a little suspect. And this week, Alabama has uh, Mississippi State which is a good possibility to beat Alabama, especially if they play like they uh, – I don't know. I'm not going to dig into that one too, too much, but I'm still going to take Alabama on that win because I'm not stupid. Oh, let's see. I don't know if this is considered an upset up or not, but LSU beat Florida 45-35. to 35. I know there were a lot of people saying that, you know, LSU is this and LSU is that. Uh, but we're going to give it to LSU for this one a little bit just because they're my team. You know the way to 
All right, that's enough of that. By the way, I do not own any of the copyrights to either of the songs that I have played on this podcast today. Please don't censor me. Um, yeah, I mean, Jaden Daniels just went off uh, Saturday against Florida, and it was beautiful. The man, 349 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and he only had, what, ten, uh, nine drop balls, ten drop balls? Huh. That's the best game Jane Daniels has played in LSU. And somehow he still led us in rushing with three rushing touchdowns, three passing touchdowns. The dude is just finally Kayshawn Boutte got involved with six receptions for 115 yards. That man went off. That is the Kayshawn Boutte that LSU fans have been waiting to see. His 2020 year was great. 2021, it gets an injury. Come in, top five receiver. They just kind of crapped the bed all year. But he finally got a good game, man, with six receptions for 115 yards. I mean, Anthony Richardson didn't have too bad of a game. I mean, he got a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. So, Overall, I don't I don't know if I'd consider this an upset or not, but um we got the win, feeling pretty good. I feel like we're clicking on all cylinders except the defense. Defense has got to tighten up. We shouldn't have gave up 35 points. They were just whew, we couldn't stop anything really. Uh if the defense tightens up, call me crazy, say what you want. If the defense tightens up and the offense keeps playing the way they're playing right now, we will give Alabama a run for their money. Again, call me what you want. I don't care. But if our offense keeps playing the way we do and if our defense can tighten up just a little bit to hold them to 44 points instead of 45 or 46, LSU will give Alabama a run for their money. And I know I sound crazy because – Alabama, but Alabama's a little suspect this year. The absolute most undisciplined Nick Saban led Alabama team as far as penalties. It's just I hope LSU beats Alabama. They're going to give them a run for their money. I promise you. Oh, let's see. Um, Oh, there was a few upsets this past week. Uh, my the number four dark horse of the playoffs left me upset with USC losing to Utah 43 to 42. Yeah, it was one point. But if you go back, like I said earlier in the year, for the Pac-12 to make the playoffs, they can't lose a game. They have to go undefeated. Whereas like the SEC – Big 10 or Big 12, depending on who the team is, if they lose one, there's a still there's a good possibility that they could still make the playoffs, not with the Pac-10. There will not be a Pac-10 team in the playoffs this year. Unfortunately, I was pulling for USC. The way Tennessee's looking, I'm thinking I'm going to lean a little more on the Tennessee side or Ole Miss. There could potentially be three teams from the SEC in the college football playoffs. I don't see it happening, but there's a good potential. Um, 
Clemson with the struggle win, 34 to 28 against Florida State. There was one more upset. Where is it? Well, maybe not. All right, well, we're getting a little long-winded here, so we're going to wrap her up. We're going to do our college football playoff or college football picks. Uh, we'll start with the top 25, and then we'll go to the SEC for the ones that didn't, just because I live in SEC country. Number seven, Ole Miss versus unranked LSU in Baton Rouge at 230. I am going with, unfortunately, Ole Miss. I don't think our defense can hang. I really don't. I mean, points scored per game, they're averaging 40.9 points. We're averaging 33. They're having less points scored against them. They're having more yards per game, more point, more passing yards. Oh, no, we're having more passing yards. I'm sorry. They're having more rushing yards. They have a better third down efficiency. As a LSU fan, I hope we win. But I'm going to have to go with Ole Miss. If we can stop Ole Miss, woo, you better watch out. We might be dangerous in the stretch. But, unfortunately, I'm going Ole Miss. Uh, I would love to um, – I'd love to beat Ole Miss. They are undefeated. I would love it. Then we got number five, Clemson versus number 14, Syracuse. They're both undefeated. Somebody's walking out with a win, and it's going to be Syracuse, the big orange. Then we got number two, Ohio State versus unranked Iowa, obviously, Ohio State. Then we got number three, Rocky Top versus Tennessee Martin. Obviously, I'm going with Tennessee. That's it. No, Tennessee Martin. Just Tennessee. And then we got number 21, Cincinnati versus Boston College. Matt Ryan ain't there no more. Ain't been there in a hot minute. I'm going with Wake Forest. Number 11, Oklahoma State versus number 20, Texas. I am going number 20, Texas, with the upset. Over the number 11 team in the country. Don't believe me? Just watch. Number nine, UCLA versus number 10, Oregon. I am going with Oregon to hand UCLA their first loss of the season. Number 25, Tulane versus Memphis. Obviously, I'm going with Tulane. So weird, Tulane's ranked. Number 24, Mississippi State versus number six, Alabama. I am going with Alabama, unfortunately. I do hope Mississippi State wins, though, but I'm going with Alabama. Number 16, Penn State versus unranked Minnesota. I am going with Minnesota for the upset. Number 17, Kansas State looks to hand TCU their first win, their first loss of the season, but it ain't going to happen. I'm going number eight, TCU, with the victory. Uh, Let's go to the Southeastern Conference. Make the picks there. We've got two garbage teams playing each. I mean, these are just the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the SEC. Vanderbilt 
versus Missouri. And unfortunately, I got to pick one of them. I'll go with Missouri. We have unranked Texas A&M versus unranked South Carolina. I'm actually going to go with South Carolina on this game, and they will get the win. The teams that are on by this week, we've got Arkansas Razorbacks, Auburn Tigers, Florida Gators, Georgia Bulldogs, and the University of Kentucky Wildcats. We'll jump to the Big 12 real quick. We have Kansas versus Baylor. I am going Kansas. I wish Dave Aranda would come back to LSU and be a defensive coordinator. Coach Aranda, it's not working. And Baylor, please come back to Baton Rouge. We miss you. Then we got West Virginia versus Texas Tech. I'm going Texas Tech. And that is it for the teams that were not in the top 25. And we'll move to the Big Ten. Then we'll go to the ACC and then the Pac-12. And then we will call it a night. Indiana versus Rutgers. I'm taking Indiana. Northwestern versus Maryland. I'm going Maryland. They are five and two. Wow. Purdue versus Wisconsin. Sorry, I know I look like I'm doing some weird stuff on my lip for the ones that are watching the video on YouTube, which, by the way, go check out our YouTube, Talking Sports Down South. We are on there now with video podcasts. But I'm taking Maryland over number – or I'm sorry, unranked <laughs> Northwestern. Uh, taking Purdue over Wisconsin. And that's it on the unranked teams in the Big Ten. I mean, yeah, the Big Ten. It's getting late. Uh, let's go to the Atlantic Coast Conference. We've got Virginia versus Georgia Tech. We're going with the Yellow Jackets from Georgia. Uh, Duke versus Miami. I am going Duke. The U is not back. And then we've got Pittsburgh versus Louisville. I'm going with Pitt. Jump on to the Pac-12. Let's see. We got Stanford versus Arizona. Arizona State versus Stanford. I'll go Stanford, Colorado versus Oregon State. I'm going Oregon State. Washington versus Cal. I'm going Washington. And that is it. Let's talk about one thing real quick. Let's jump it to the SWAC. And suck. And you already know who I'm fixing to talk. Them boys from Jackson, Mississippi, Jackson State University, the HBCU with head coach Primetime. They are currently undefeated right now. Primetime's putting HBCUs on the map, right? I mean, they've been on the map, but Primetime's putting their HBCU school football into some relevancy with national headlines. And he's doing some good things down there at Jackson State. All right, last thing, jumping a little bit of baseball, then we'll call it a night. Luckily, not too many teams are playing. The Braves, they're not running it back. They're out. Um, uh, the Phillies beat the Padres to take game one, two to nothing, and the Yankees beat the Guardians to take the series three to two. 
that means it'll be the Lastros, the Astros, the Cheaters. Doesn't matter what you want to call them. It'll be Yankees versus the Astros in the ALCS, while the Phillies and the Padres are in the NLCS. And if I had to take my picks, it's going to be the Padres versus the Yankees. I'm only going for the Padres just because my girlfriend's brother plays for the Padres affiliate team. So I'm going to Padres versus the Yankees for the World Series. Don't believe me? Just watch. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I haven't really kept up with baseball this year. I just know that the Atlanta Braves are not running it back this year. Uh, hmm, that's it. Um, oh. uh, I did not know this. Hold on one second. Oh, by the way, let's talk back to the NFL again. Dustin Hopkins drilled the overtime winning field goal on a hamstring injury. He will be out for two to four weeks. Uh, I did not even realize that the NBA has started back. And we've got the defending NBA Finals champions, the Golden State Warriors versus the Lakers. And I am going with the Golden State Warriors for that one. Um, but that's it. Y'all send y'all's emails in, talkingsportsdownsouth at gmail.com. Uh, I will see y'all back next week. Y'all have a good week. And thank you.